Welcome to Sipping Success, the ultimate podcast for all things beverage and alcohol. We are here to quench your thirst for insights, analysis, and a splash of entertainment. Get ready to dive into the world of beverages with us. From the latest trends to in-depth discussions with industry leaders, we've got it all covered. Whether you're a connoisseur or a curious sipper, Sipping Success is your go-to guide. Join us as we uncork knowledge, raise a glass to innovation, and help you elevate your brand to new heights. So grab your favorite drink, sit back, and let's sip success together. Tune in to Sipping Success and drink in the wisdom. Cheers. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the Sipping Success podcast. I'm your host, Casey Hawkinson. And uh, with this episode, we're joined by Jason Raposa. Uh, He's the founder and CEO of Good Feels. Uh, He has championed and created innovative, non-inhalable cannabis and hemp products with two successful business exits under his belt and over 20 years in the tech sector, He brings a wealth of experience to the cannabis industry. Uh, Jason has an unwavering commitment to quality, safety, and ethics, ensuring cannabis and hemp are both accessible and beneficial. All right. Welcome to the podcast here, Jason. How are you today? Pretty good. Thank you so much, Casey, for having me. Well, wonderful. Um, well, I, you know, I'm sure our audience, it's very entrepreneurial, and I'm sure a lot of people are interested in your background. Um, we mentioned earlier that uh, you uh, have experience in tech and then went into cannabis. So can you uh, give us uh, a summary of your background? Uh, yeah, sure. So, um, you know, tech to cannabis is I mean, there's a lot of depth in, into there. Uh, I've been doing technology for quite a long time, over, you know, 20, 25 years mm-hmm. uh, as a programmer. And, but before that, I was always starting companies, right? And so my, my, my main heart of my, in my heart of hearts, as they say, mm-hmm. I actually really enjoy just starting businesses, right? I'm the zero to one guy. I'm like, let's ha- I have an idea. Let's try to bring it to fruition, right? And so whether that's when I was a kid starting, you know, lemonade stands and I was selling mm-hmm. baseball cards out of my garage at one point, you know? back, you know, in the, in the eighties, mm-hmm. I eventually, um, you know, just started, I just start companies. That's just what I do. And I feel like really happy. I feel really happy when we're surrounded by really smart people and building something, building something beautiful and, uh, with, you know, the ethics behind it and everything else that kind of comes along with it. So when I got into cannabis, it wasn't because I was like, I'm going to find some technical kind of solution to cannabis. It wasn't really like that, although that ended up happening. It was really because I ended up basically having a medical issue and cannabis was the only thing that really helped, uh, Mm -hmm. extensively anyways, helped me. And so since that happened, I kind of said, you know, after I exited uh, the last company, I said, since this cannabis thing helped me so much, let me go try to figure out how to get this in front of as many people as possible. Like you had said, access is really important to me. Okay. Well, great. Um, and then can you tell us a little bit more about your current venture, Good Feels, um, and, uh, you know, really maybe kind of uh, dive into the, like I've said earlier, the, the non-inhalable uh, cannabis and hemp. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure we're like all interested in, in that. So would be, if you can kind of walk us through Good Feels. 
Yeah. And so, like I said, I, I didn't start with the idea of doing something with technology, right? But mm -hmm. it ended up being that way because mm -hmm. Goodfeels really is for uh, making you feel good, right? And the way you do that through cannabis is that you have to be able to create consistent, clean experiences. Um, and, you know, with because people are really wanting control over that experience. And I think that was what was lacking. Um, and now that we have technology, we're able to make a highly controllable experience and fine tune kind of the experience based on the different cannab cannabinoids you introduce, based okay. on the different types of technology you're including into the uh, actual product itself. You're able to make a really fine tuned ex experience for the most part. Mm -hmm. And so our products are basically water-based products, right? And so oil and water don't mix. And yeah. since oil and water don't mix, you have to apply, you know, some, uh, I, how technical do you want me to get, I guess, is probably a big question for you, Casey. Yeah, you know, I, I guess uh, if you could give us maybe like um, like a 30,000 foot overview of, uh, sure. or kind of a, just kind of a general summary, yeah. Yeah, so basically, since oil and water don't mix, we, we found ways to, basically combine them in a way that allows the <clears throat> allows the uh the cannabinoids themselves thc cbd etc there's 150 you know no most of them haven't been named yet uh -huh. and once you are able to take these cannabinoids and you can put them into water it does a few different things um okay. a lot goes to bioavailability meaning you absorb a lot of it and then you're able to create products that are really fast onset and so what i mentioned about control one of the key components of control is the fact that when you take a traditional edible, like a gummy, for instance, uh -huh. it, you might have to wait an hour for anything to actually hit. Okay. Right? So you don't feel, you have to wait, wait, wait. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, like I am way too high. Oh my God, yeah. I'm going to have a panic attack in bed or yeah. I, or I don't feel anything. Right. You hear that sometimes and then they'll take another one. Then they really feel it. Right. And so it's just unpredictable. Every time you take a traditional edible, whether it's a chocolate, a gummy, or a brownie that your friend made for you, it's just, you're rolling the dice every time. That's like, you got to call a babysitter. <laughs> you're spending a night at someone's house. You just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And so you prepare, right? And so mm -hmm. that's like almost going on like an ayahuasca trip. It's like, I've got it next, for the next 10 hours, I'm just going to have to be busy, right? You're everything out, yeah. Right. Our products, on the other hand, are sessionable. You can consume one of our drinks. We make our RTD uh, ready-to-drink beverage, uh, okay. a line of seltzers, as well as mix-in products, right? And so you can take a concentrated version of it, like a Mio almost, and put it into any water-based thing that you want, including barbecue sauce if you really wanted to. Sure. So what we do is, since we've made this technology, in our, we've embedded this technology into our products, you actually get an onset time when you start to feel the effects of THC, for instance, within about five minutes. So oh, wow. instead of waiting a whole hour, now it's reduced down to five minutes. And now you could actually have a controllable experience where you have just a little bit at a time, sessionable. And we always say one good feels is equal to about one beer because that's important. That's your pace, right? So if you think you can yeah. have six beers in a night because you're, you know, it's a big celebration, you're having fun with your family, your friends, and you have six beers, well, you could potentially have the equivalent in THC beverages and good feels okay. beverages. Very interesting. And so, you mentioned like a, a lot of the the genesis a lot of this came from your own uh, mm -hmm. personal experiences like you know through health and and wellness and whatnot uh so how what was the genesis of good feels with the same 
thing like you were just going through something personally and you kind of stumbled upon this idea and got support and created the yeah. technology yeah exactly and so the it for me it was uh i suffer from a lot of stress uh-huh. i come home from work and i hold stress in my neck uh-huh. and when I'm clenching. And so my issue was that I ended up locking up my jaw. I couldn't open my mouth. Mm. My mouth is just shut. I was on a liquid diet because I was under so much stress that my mouth was just clamped shut and I could not open it. Uh-huh. And I won't get into the gruesome details what I tried to do to open it, but it didn't work. So uh-huh. I ended up looking up CBD and all this other stuff. And I was like, I don't know. I've tried CBD in the past. It's hot dog water. It, no one knows what's in it. It's like, it could be CBD. Yeah. It could not be CBD. The testing wasn't there. Like it was just, it was the wild west still. It's like 2019. And mm-hmm. we just wasn't sure what was going on. And so eventually I tried a product that actually helped me and it was water-based. And I was like, that's a like, what's mm-hmm. that? That's different. Right. And so once I tried it, I was like, oh, that's what CBD is supposed to feel like. I didn't feel it before. Now I actually felt it. So mm-hmm. now I was much more relaxed after work. My my jaw issues were able to be, my jaw was able to be freed. I resolved all of that. And then I started to introduce THC into it, having a good time. And so when you relax at the end of the day, consuming mm-hmm. one of these products just kind of sets you up for the night, like a, like a beer would. Because mm-hmm. A, I stopped drinking. That was one of the things I was doing. And this is a perfect way for people who are still want to have fun and go to a party and feel like part of the party. Like mm-hmm. this is a great way to do it if you don't, don't want to consume alcohol that night. Because mm-hmm. it's not like I'm advocating for everybody to stop drinking alcohol. It's not like that at all. It's really just like, yeah. hey, maybe that that one night you don't want to drink, drink yeah. one of these instead. So it's it's complimentary. It's not supposed to p- completely replace all of your alcohol uh, consumption. Mm-hmm. But from my perspective, yeah. And so the, my perspective on the technology side was, when I tr- every time I tried an edible, I went through that through that experience of rolling the dice, and I was just sick of it. And so I said, "Well, with this technology, since it's so more, much more predictable, and I can be, I could basically be sober again after like a you know an hour and a half, two hours." Yeah, I felt like this was something for people of my generation, whether they had kids, whether they just have back pain, whether they just ha- want to have better sleep. Like you, ha- you can su- consume some of the stuff, and you feel great the next day. You don't feel hungover. And mm-hmm. you can function. You can still be around your kids when you consume it. I'm around my kids all the time when I consume it. I'll have a cracked one open and I'll just be drinking in front of them. And it's not like I have to go, excuse me, daddy's going to go outside and vape something real quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, no, I'm yeah. just, I'm in my house just drinking, you know, a, a drink. Yeah. Wow. That uh, very, very interesting. Um, so can you, uh, so in, in one thing that I actually thought was interesting is uh, you mentioned 2019 being kind of, the wild wild west really i mean i mean a lot of has happened since then but really we're we're in 2023 now not that long ago so like how how has this experience been for you bringing this whole thing to market the timeline has probably been very rapid like can you can you speak to just your experiences of bringing it to market and any challenges you had yeah 100% there is nothing but challenges in cannabis whether that's because of the federal uh, legality status Mm-hmm. Uh, where we are subject to, you know, tax provisions like 280E, or whether it's just simply that, like, we're so heavily regulated within our own state that it's hard to, it's hard to innovate sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it, there's just challenges kind of everywhere, but they're not insurmountable. And um, I've, even though I started back maybe late 2019, early 2020 was really, because I started dabbling in 2019, but I didn't really have a brand or business until 2020. Okay. Um, because I got late. I, so when I got, when I got 
when I exited that last company, they hired me on. And then in January or February, I can't remember the dates now, they let me go. Okay. Uh, as is the case with a lot of founders, right? You just, you standing around be like, Hey, it's not my team anymore. What do I, what can I do? How can I help? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, you're not useful anymore. Like, please go away. So they mm -hmm. let me go. And then I was like, well, what's my next thing going to be? And at that point, the pandemic was just about to kick off. And so I was just like, oh my God, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so despite the fact that I built this company during the pandemic, when, you know, we had to, we built our own manufacturing facility, right? So like, imagine all like how, what supply chain you're mm -hmm. talking about, like, where do I get lumber from, right? Where do I get wallboard from? Like where all the uh, supplies just to build out a facility was extremely hard to like get a hold of some of this stuff. And so, mm -hmm. you know, but regardless, we ended up doing it and I've never been more excited. Probably this is the most exciting time of my life right now. Oh. And I owe it all to kind of like starting this company. Well, that's fantastic. So, okay, well, let's dive in on that point then. Um, what, uh, what, what are some things, you know, tell us some top things that are making this so exciting for you personally. Well, I mean, there's a few things. Access being uh, a big driver. So right now we're in the licensed Massachusetts market. And in the licensed Massachusetts market, it's heavily regulated. There's only 300 stores in the entire state of Massachusetts. And we have to have really strong relationships with these buyers to be able to get into their stores. It mm -hmm. is a painful process. There's no way around it. Like some of these buyers aren't sophisticated and the ones that are sophisticated, understand our product, will sell gangbusters, right? Will be fantastic in their stores. But the people who are just, maybe just are a little bit newer to the buyer world, we have to do a lot more educating to make sure that they understand what, what you know, what we are, what we exist and why consumers love our products. Mm -hmm. So. With that said, access is hugely important. And right now it's really hard to get these products. So on the hemp side, it's actually much more readily available, right? And so now we're about to, we're about a month away, two months away from our, our launch in the hemp world, which will allow much better access. And with that access means that you can go onto our website and now buy it. Right now you can't do that, right? Right okay. now it's strictly... Yeah. You have to walk into a specific store and purchase it from a specific bud tender and show your ID 17 times. And yeah. eventually you can find like a, a single serving drink for like $7 in the market. It's like, it's crazy, but we have to go through right now. But once you kind of unlock that, you unhandcuff that access feature by putting it into grocery stores, bars and restaurants. They're already asking us for kegs of this stuff. Um, you know, any liquor store you can imagine, having that availability and access is going to change, fundamentally change, A, the people's lives for the better, because mm -hmm. this is a great product. This is a great plant. This is a great, everything about our products are just fantastic. Not only do they taste good, they make you feel really good, right? Mm -hmm. And the second thing it allows us is just access to the 3.5 million THC consumers in Texas that don't have a way to buy it right now legally. Right. Yeah. Right now, they have to because our first launch is in Texas and then we're going to expand out outwards of Texas. Okay. So inside of Texas, there are 3.5 million THC consumers. And that's self-reported, meaning that, that that's a probably really conservative number. It's probably yeah. closer to four or five million. Because yeah. you have to self-report, right? Who's in Texas yeah. be like, I smoke weed and like raising their hand, right? Probably yeah. not happening that much. Yeah. So yeah. 3.5 million of them, uh, that literally there's three medical dispensaries that aren't even handing out any more licenses. There's no adult use market at all, and there's three medical licenses, but there's 3.5 million consumers, right? 
So from our perspective, once we're able to actually uh, get into the Texas market in bars, restaurants, liquor stores, basically wherever craft beer is located, we can be right next to them on oh, the shelf okay, interesting. in Texas. And you show your ID still. Yes, I'm 21 because you're, you're, you know, if you want to buy alcohol, it's the same thing. You have to sh you still show ID. Yeah. And we're talking about low-dose products, right? We're talking about a sexual experience. It's not like you drink one and you're, you're high for 17 hours. It's not like that kind of level. Thing. It's like yeah. you, you try one, you drink it, and you're sober in like an hour to two hours. So yeah. with that access, it gets me extremely excited because this launch is imminent, right? We're talking about we'll be on the shelves in about three weeks or so, uh, two oh, to three wow. weeks. And then we're going to be actually D to C on it, our own e-commerce store in about four to six weeks. So that D to C component on your e-commerce site, so you're still just going to be selling into the state of Texas or would that D to C be nationwide? It's basically nationwide. There are some states we cannot ship to based on the laws, but okay. for the most part, the majority of states, we can physically ship this product to these consumers. This podcast is brought to you by Mushroom Media, the go-to digital media agency for all things marketing. From crafting captivating campaigns to decoding social media sorcery, Mushroom Media is here to empower your brand and help you scale. So whether you're brewing, distilling, or concocting the next big thing, Mushroom Media has a solution for you. The state of Texas, that's really interesting. Um, how, you know, the stats that you relayed, uh, of course, you know, 3.5 million Texas is huge. You, there's got to be a, even a much bigger market than that. How, but like, how did Texas uh, come onto your radar? Because, you know, mm. I sit here just, you know, kind of biasedly with my own opinion, you know, I'm in the state of California. So, and we know like California's laws have always been a little bit more progressive. Uh, how did, how did Texas come into the, into the, uh, onto the radar for you? Well, Texas approached us. Really? <laughs> not the state itself but an operator inside of texas approached us and we since we had such a strong brand and brand presence in massachusetts okay and we just have we have a great brand and our drinks are so tasty that mm -hmm. we rec recruited it in texas uh and we started those conversations a year ago okay a year ago october of last year and so but we weren't 100 sold on it in the beginning and it took us probably another three to four months to get really comfortable with the idea because one of our other competitors just did the same thing, not in Texas, but in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And they, who have who has similar rules. Minnesota is definitely much more solidified in their rule base, but Texas also is super permissible with these types of products because you're low dose. It's not like I'm, I'm selling pre-rolls or yeah. a blunt or bowls yeah. and all this, you know, I'm not selling dabs and stuff like that. We're talking about a low dose drink. Right. And so since it's a low dose drink, it fits within the regulations that are already been established on the 2018 Farm Act. It's just that nobody mm. was actually taking advantage of it. Okay. And so when they recruited us into Texas, well, we said, we looked at Minnesota and we were like, well, it's probably going to be pretty good in Minnesota, but Texas is a way, way bigger market. So like, we'll just yeah. put all of our effort in just launching the Texas product. And even though it took us a little bit of time and now we're finally coming to the end of that. It is extremely like Texas is going to be a very strong partner for us and a launching pad to get onto the other states that are either surrounding it or other states that are actually more permissible with this these type of uh, these type of regulations. Mm, okay, okay, very interesting. And then, so can you? So you guys are are like like you said about three weeks away. Is that right? 
So um, three weeks to Texas in store, Texas. Yeah. In store, Texas. And so that, um, I mean, that's right around the corner for, for holiday time and whatnot. And I know your business is still young, but are, are there any seasonality trends to your business in terms of sales? Do you notice yep. an increase over holidays and whatnot? We definitely see an inc increase in holidays. Our biggest increases are over the summer. And that's just because in the Northeast, it's winter time. Like we're about to okay. we're in fall, we're about to enter winter. And so drinks are just not as popular during the winter. We okay. expected this, this would be the case and it's played itself up over the last two years. Um, with that said, you know, in Texas, you can drink seltzer all year round. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. not nearly as big of an issue for, for Texans. But yeah, yeah, there is some seasonality with specifically the RTD drinks. Our other one, which is the, our other skew, which is the beverage enhancer. The beverage enhancer, which is a, the mix-in, kind of like the Mio for weed. That particular product, it doesn't have seasonality because you can put it in your hot chocolate. You can put it in your hot toddy. You can put it in whatever you want. You know what I mean? Like it's just goes into everything. And so if you still want to relax at the end of the day, you don't have to crack open a, you know, a seltzer and not everybody likes carbonation, right? Not everybody yeah. likes our flavors. Like our flavors are delicious, but you know, grapefruit can be polarizing. Not everybody likes grapefruit, right? So if they don't have our particular flavor that you like, you can buy a beverage enhancer and it's the equivalent of about 20 of those drinks okay. in one little bottle. And share with our audience real quick. This will be some good promotion for you. Uh, what are your what are your flavor profiles that you're featuring right now? Uh, right now we have four. We have black cherry, pineapple mango, okay, uh, which was a seat which was a summer seasonal flavor, and then we kind of put it into the permanent rotation because it's so delicious. We have blood orange, and we okay. have raspberry apple. Okay, very good, very good, and then. Um, Let's talk about like uh, maybe go back to kind of high level there. That that Texas story is very interesting. But um, what's you know thinking to next year or maybe tell us something about your plans going into the future. Like what sort of trends and developments are you keeping an eye on or keeping yourself educated? Mm. Like where do you see some things go for you? Yeah. So the the biggest things that we're looking at right now are regulatory changes, right? We're always trying to yeah. keep abreast of every little detail that gets shipped over in whatever state it might be. You know, we're listening to all the states right now because you never know when things are going to become more permissible because all of a sudden this Texas opportunity, nobody was taking advantage of these rules up until about five, six months ago. So we're okay. still very much like part of the first group of companies to actually take advantage of this stuff who recognized the option uh, or the, the opportunity. And so regulatory stuff is definitely where we're, 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 um, a lot of our, not a lot of, but like a, a good focus is on. And then just providing really great experiences and really great products to consumers. That is probably our number one thing right now. We have some new product launches that are coming out that we're really, really excited about that address some, some core consumers that we've, we've kind of just, we paused on addressing right away in our first okay. iterations of products. And now we're coming back and saying like, listen, we have, we've got this giant consumer segment that would love our products if we just formulated it a little differently. And so okay. that's what we're doing right now is in R and D formulation changes uh, in introducing new products that address specific avatars in the market that we know have a giant appetite for products like this. What, what are some of those avatars? Uh, well, like the heavier consumers, right? So a lot of people who are smoking okay. don't necessarily want to smoke anymore. You know, whether it causes lung damage or not, I, it's not my debate. I don't, it's not yeah. what I, but there's a perception that it does. And mm. since that perception exists and people are 
you know, when they're smoking, they can cough and stuff like that. Not everybody wants to go through the rest of their lives with that experience. So they're going to need something as an alternative to that, that speaks directly to the, that type of consumer. Because mm -hmm. occasionally we'll come back, people will come back to us and say, I love your products. Uh, I just wish they were stronger, right? Or uh, I'm a, you know, I'm a smoker and I use your products as like a, you know, when I'm not smoking, I use, I use your products, right? But I, I wish... I could, uh, I wish it was, uh, it had more in it because, you okay. know, a, or could you have a supersized version of this because I go through it so quickly, mm -hmm. right? So things like that we've been listening to often uh, over the last, you know, six to nine months. And we were like, we should address this at some point. And yeah. we have probably 12 to 15 products we've developed that we have not launched ever. Right? Oh, wow. okay. We are R&D people through and through, and I love creating products. That's kind of where, like, I love running the business, of course, but creating product is kind of where my heart is. And that's where I get a ton of drive and passion. Just putting out, like, something that's really, really cool mm -hmm. just is nothing. I, I have nothing delights me more than putting out a product that people love. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, and you've been listening to the Sipping Success podcast. My name is Casey Hawkinson. I'm the host of Sipping Success, and we have been joined by our guest today, Jason Raposa. Uh, he is the founder and CEO of Good Feels. Uh, it's been a fascinating uh, journey with you here uh, this afternoon. Uh, we are getting kind of towards the end, sadly. It's been a very interesting conversation. But um, uh, Jason, uh, for the segment of our audience out there that are maybe a little bit younger and kind of up and coming in uh, the industry, well, what sort of advice would you give? Uh, you've given us a good, really good journey of your career, uh, you know, going from tech to where you are now and, and really your, your passions, which are creating product. Um, so, you know, generally speaking, what sort of advice do you, would you give to a younger person? My, my number one advice, actually, I'm not going to give you my number one advice. You tune in for the second episode for that one, okay. but one of my strongest pieces of advice for uh for people who are coming up whether it's in this industry or not is that you know when you're first starting out in a new career you just have to you basically have to eat shit <laughs> so and that's like you just have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable and mm -hmm. push yourself you know it's push yourself and i'm not talking about like 996 right i'm not talking about like 9 a.m to 9 yeah. p.m six days a week but i am talking about but you do have weekends right and those weekends if you're working at a nine to five right now and you want to get better or go into a new career take advantage of those weekends you've got a ton of hours to make up on those weekends that you can do really good damage in creating a really strong career for yourself yeah. and i actually posted about this today on linkedin which is you know you got if you're not happy with the path that you're on you got to start working on changing that path because it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. It's about all the things you do on a day-to-day -day basis. It's going to make you, that's really the fulfilling part of it. it when you get to the destination, because yeah. like I said, I've had an exit, right? I've had two exits. And at the end of that egg, that first exit, I was like, now what? Mm. I got to the finish line. I planted my yeah. flag and I said, yeah, I did. It got to the mountaintop. But then within a day, I was like, now what do I do? Like, it was because mm -hmm. it was the journey that was the most rewarding. It wasn't the destination. Yeah, of course, it's great to have the money that comes from it, but it doesn't, it's not as fulfilling as you think. And so mm -hmm. whatever you're doing today, work towards 
improving your situation, whether it, it, unfortunately, you have to be uncomfortable. You're going to have to work hard. You're going to have to put the weekends in. You're going to have to put late nights in. Eventually, you will get to the place where you want to be, but it's going to take a lot of work. And if you're not comfortable doing that, then that's okay too. But you won't live the ultimate life that you're trying to succeed in. Very, very, uh, very good advice. Thank you, Jason. And then um, for anyone out there that is thinking about getting in touch with you, whether it be uh, asking you a question or maybe somebody out there that'd be interested in partnering with you, uh, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? LinkedIn is probably the best. Um, I'm not always great about following up on connections because I get a ton of connection requests every day. Mm. Uh, so it's like hard that way, but like you can, if you go onto my LinkedIn and send me a, send me a message specifically, don't just like hit connect, send me a message, say like, Hey, I heard this on the mm. podcast or something like that. Connect me, me that way. So then I'll know that you're coming in from like a confirmed source versus yeah. just somebody who's trying to sell me something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well that, well, that's wonderful. Well, thank you for that insight and thank you for the conversation today. Really interesting, um, to hear your journey. And you're right. Uh, perhaps episode number two is forthcoming. <laughs> so we'll be in touch. We'll be in touch in the new year about that. But uh, best of luck to you uh, with your launch coming up in the state of Texas. Um, and uh, we're all rooting for you. And uh, again, thanks a lot for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much, Casey. Well, likewise. And you've been listening to Sipping Success. I'm your host, Casey Hawkinson. And thank you all for tuning in today. And uh, We'll see you all soon. And that's a wrap on another insightful episode of Sipping Success, brought to you by Mushroom Media. We hope our discussions have left you thirsting for more knowledge in the world of beverages and alcohol. Stay connected with us on social media for updates. And remember, the journey to success is best enjoyed one sip at a time. Keep exploring trends, connecting with leaders, and scaling your brand. Until our glasses meet again, cheers to your continued success and may your cups always runneth over with inspiration. We'll catch you in the next episode.